Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We've created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing doing dishes, or skinning a rabbit, we're glad that you <laughs> tuned in. If you are skinning a rabbit, though, wash your hands before you continue because yes. we don't yes. want to get you know all that on, mm-hmm. on your Bible or whatever you're reading. But anyways, well, good morning. Um, today's Wednesday, March 3. It's kind of hard to believe that we're already into March. Yeah. Um, and March Madness is coming up. University Woo-hoo. of Michigan. Yep. Um, Feeling good this year. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us for the podcast again today. Again, my name is Steve, but you can call me Steve. Uh, and Matt is our other host today. So Matt, can you just share something that you're thankful for this week? You betcha. Well, back on Monday, I mentioned in the introduction that uh, we have three adult children uh, two of them um, are out of the house, like far away right now. Like Reese, uh, he's 22, senior at Hope College, and he is studying abroad in Tanzania. And our daughter, JC, uh, moved to Arizona uh, earlier in January. And um, the day that we're recording this podcast, um, I uh, got a phone call from my daughter, JC, and um, Reese posted some pictures for the first time in a long time on Instagram. And so it was just cool to have these little moments of connection uh, with my children who aren't in our home anymore. So Reese posted some pictures on Instagram. Uh, he's like camping in a game preserve in Tanzania. And there was some pictures like of an elephant and giraffe and monkeys and just a big smile on his face. So that just brought me joy. And I'm really thankful that he's flourishing. And um, JC called and uh, man, we just got to catch up on just her life. And uh, she shared some pictures of she and her roommate got up at 4 a.m. And, and drove up to the mountains in Sedona to watch the sunrise. And uh, I could just hear like um, just the joy in her voice. She just, I mean, they're both flourishing, you know, far away. And uh, that just, I'm really grateful. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome here. I think, you know, it's, it's hard as we grow in parents, we let our kids kind of fly the coop, flew yeah. the coop. And yeah. so to hear that from them, is, is a blessing. So if you are a young adult, college or a uh, slightly older than college, call your parents today, yes. send them an email, post something on their Facebook. But yeah, it's, it is a blessing to be able to kind of get those little snippets of your life because we're not with them 24 seven anymore. Yeah. So I'm glad that you had yeah. that experience. It brings yeah. us joy, kids. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, all right. Well, today's passage is 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 25. Matt's going to read that for us, and then we'll discuss it. Um, and again, asking ourselves, what is God saying to us? And we just want to remind you, there are no wrong answers. Yeah. Um, and actually, one thing that we'll talk about after is, for me personally with this passage, there's more questions than answers. Yep. And that's okay. Me too. Um, you know, oftentimes when we read the word, we are stumped a little bit. So hopefully um, we'll get a little insight today. But Matt, if you could just read Um, the passage, and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Like Steve said, this is 1 Corinthians uh, 1, verses 18 through 25. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? 
For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. So, Steve, I'm glad you're going first on this one. <laughs> As you heard that passage, what's one thing that's getting your attention today that that maybe kind of bubbled up for you today? Yeah, um, confusion, for mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, and. You know, there seems to be a lot of contradictory things in here as far as how the world perceives things mm-hmm. versus how God perceives things. So what, what they're saying is um, to the world, in this case, they said that the Jews and the Greeks, kind of God's wisdom is foolishness or it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to mm-hmm. them. And to God, the world's wisdom is kind of foolishness. And so I struggle, where does that leave us? If we are supposed to bring the word of God preach to the to the world what God's saying, the people of the world are going to hear that and think we're just off our rockers. Mm-hmm. They're think, that makes no sense. What do you mean some guy 2,000 years ago died and because he died, you know, my sins are forgiven? That doesn't make sense. So we are called to bring good news, but the good news is going to be received as foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems kind of, kind of counterproductive. And we're, we're kind of you know, almost hung out to dry for lack of a better term, because we're, mm-hmm. we're it's like we're being asked to do an impossible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I wrestled with that. You know, how do we convey a message that's going to be perceived in a negative light? Um, and um, and I think also in that struggle, we see, um, I think believers will see that, yeah, what what Jesus did is what's right. So it's hard for us to comprehend sometimes why people don't see that. And so, you know, like I said, God's to God, the world's wisdom is foolishness. And so mm-hmm. just that, that's what I'm wrestling with. How, what does that mean for us? How does that impact what we're called to do as far as being disciples and bringing the gospel to the world? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So is this kind of what you're saying is like the way God chose to save the world uh, makes no sense to a human understanding of, of how we would go about saving the world. It's so like um, counterintuitive, right? Yeah. Like to, to, to save the world, I'm going to die, you know, yeah. like, um, like which tends to be like God's ways are not our ways is, is what you're just grabbing hold of yeah. and recognizing like, yeah. Well, how do we, how do we help a world make sense of, of a God like this? You know, yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with you. I like that. I, I spend a lot of time just trying to wrestle through like, like what's what's the heart of what Paul's trying to say, you know, here. Um, I found myself immediately just kind of, I, I put a little smiley face and underlined um, in, in verse 21, where it says, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. And I'm like, oh, that brings me comfort. Cause I probably preach foolishness sometimes. Like, like, like um, I, I don't know how to say it or I, I say things wrong and um, it probably sounds foolish sometimes, but God still can use that, you know, in uh, to, to save people. But, but I think the heart of what Paul's saying is exactly what you're saying is um, like, 
if we're going to, if we try to understand God's salvation plan and in, in, in the way he went about saving the world through our own understanding, um, the way he did, it's going to fall short and make no sense because he's God and in, in, in we're human. So I, I think you're right. I think there's two worldviews that Paul kind of points out or pulls out in, in this writing. You know, there's the Jews and there's the Gentiles in, in the Jewish worldview, like they they kind of love spiritual power. They, they love God working all his miracles and um, take pride in being his people and um, that this is the way God operates. I mean, they're, they're thinking like this is going to be a conquering Messiah, you yeah. know, who's going to like be a, an earthly king. And, and I think the Gentiles in, in that worldview were just more interested in wisdom and in intelligence and in, in philosophy. And as you grow in that, you know, and, um, you know, that, that there's this power and wisdom the, the, these two worldviews have of of what is true power and what is true wisdom. And I think Paul's just uh, trying to help them understand, like, you can't apply the human understanding of power and wisdom uh, to God because his definition of power and wisdom um, is different. You know, yeah. power to God is um, like the, 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 the last shall be first. You know, yeah. um, or, or when he's talking, I forget, like to, to the disciples, I, I think later in John before his crucifixion, you know, he says the Gentiles like lord it over you, like with power. You are not to be like that. You know, you're to be servants, you know, um, or, or when he's washing his disciples feet, you know, I'm giving you a picture. This is what true power looks like, you know, and I think Paul's just drawn that out. And to me, that's what was speaking to me in this passage is, um, man, the way God chose to do things and to reveal himself and to, to define power and wisdom is so not like the world. And um, we need to quit trying to fit it into our definitions, you know, that the, the world gives us and apply his. Yeah. I guess that's the best I can say out of what <laughs> yeah. I got out of this yeah. passage. Yeah. You know? Well, I, um, one thing that did kind of stick out too is he talks about you know the jews want miracles the greeks want wisdom mm -hmm. we just preach christ crucified yeah and it's simple kind of, it's simple and yeah and when i thought a little bit more about that well really the idea of christ's crucifixion uh, it kind of speaks to both so the jews mm. want miracles mm -hmm. well this man died and he rose again from the dead so there's that miracle yes. piece yeah um and then as far as the wisdom this is maybe a little bit more of a stretch let's try it but um you know, Christ's resurrection brings that restoration. It brings us in a right relationship with God. So there's mm. some some wisdom in that. Some knowledge that because we are, you know, reunited with Christ, we have that wisdom. So maybe what mm. what Paul is saying is, yeah, we're just going to pre preach Christ crucified. But that kind of meets both criteria. Mm -hmm. That you know what the Jews are trying to say, what the Greeks are trying to say, um, and so. I don't know. Again, yeah. I'm kind of kind of grasping a little bit here, but um, you know, at the end of the day, if we preach Christ crucified, we got we got to trust that that message will be made clear yep. um, to those that need to hear it when God needs them to hear it. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it it requires the Holy Spirit, you know, to yeah. do its work, you know, um, yeah. to to take the the content of the message and um, to to do the. The, the true transformational work that, that only the Holy Spirit can do that we're all dependent upon. It's all his grace, his initiative that um, opens our eyes up, you know, to, to the true 
truth uh, of the gospel message. Um, so I love it. Like, like I, I drew a line in my Bible over to the next column, which goes into 1 Corinthians 2. But, but Paul says, you know, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Like what you just said. I'm just going to keep it simple. This is going if to, I, if I only preach on Jesus and his crucifixion for the rest of my life, um, that'll be good enough. You know, because mm-hmm. that's where true power in, in wisdom is. Yeah. 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 Well, and just one last thing that, like I said, just um, it's really the Holy Spirit's power to do the convincing. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. And I think that gives us a sense of freedom because I, I often struggle. With, OK, I'm not going to have the right words to say if I'm uh-huh. sharing my story or I'm trying to share the gospel. I mean, I might not say it just the right way. And then if the person doesn't believe it's my fault. Right. Yeah. I screwed up. And yes. and. But no, we, there's some freedom saying, okay, we just got to preach the story, tell yeah. what Jesus did. And then we got to trust and rely on the Holy Spirit to close the deal, if you will. Yes. To, to come and say, okay, yep, the seed's been planted. Now the Holy Spirit's going to reveal and bring that to fruition. So. Yep. Bill Bright from Campus Crusade for Christ always used to say, like, success in witnessing is mm-hmm. um, taking the initiative and the power of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel and leave the results up to God. Mm-hmm. You know, which we, I'll just close with this end. Like, it's it's creeping into chapter 2, but um, verse 4. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, anything else that kind of you wanted to... No, that's good for me. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. And maybe just some things to think about is as you go throughout your day and you're you're faced with the wisdom of the world, our job is just to simply tell a story. Mm -hmm. And we got to trust that the Holy Spirit's going to um, do the rest of the work. So just be faithful. And if God presents an opportunity to you to share what Jesus has done for you, Mm -hmm. share it. Mm-hmm. And let let the spirit do the rest. So thank you for everybody for joining us. And we look forward to connecting with you again tomorrow. Yep. The Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Amen.